Welcome to the Chicago Business Review, where we introduce you to some of the most successful and sharpest minds from my hometown, Chicago, so that you can find out the secrets that have helped these professionals achieve massive success. If you want to accelerate your growth in your personal and professional life so that you can do more, have more, give more, and ultimately live the life you've always desired, then sit back and stay tuned in because you are in the right place. I'm your host, Young Lee, and you are listening to the Chicago Business Review. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chicago Business Review. This week, we have a great episode for you. We have an amazing entrepreneur who has gone through the journey of following her passion and creating that into an incredibly successful business that has spanned now decades so there is so much that we're going to be able to learn from this episode, and we're going to dive into other um, avenues and passions and such. I think you guys are going to get a lot of value out of this episode. So our guest today is Jan Gunther. She is the owner of Gear West. It is a specialty store that focuses on cross-country skis, Nordic skiing, running, biking, and apparel, accessories, and so much more. She has a wealth of knowledge in terms of outdoor sports and activities, as well as an amazing entrepreneur and an even better person. So I'm super excited to welcome Jan onto the show today. Jan, thanks so much for making time to be on the show. Hi, Jan. Thank you. Especially oh, it is. I live at Barrington, and I am from Barrington. So that is a huge thing we learned as we were chatting offline. And again, I always say this, but I feel like we have so many great conversations offline, and then uh, I hope that we can replicate that uh, throughout the recording here. So. Um, I gave a little bit of intro about your background, you, but you mentioned how you grew up here um, in the town that I'm in, of Barrington. Um, you went to Duke University, and then you went to the Kellogg School of Business here in Evanston at Northwestern. Um, so you had an amazing education, and you went the corporate route but then you decided to go the small business, well, not so small now, with the amount of revenue you guys are doing there at Gear West and all of the different ventures. But you made that leap from the corporate world to the business world and being an entrepreneur. So can you share a little bit about why you started Gear West? Well... When I started, I did not start Gear West. I quit my job. <laughs> so I um, finished business school. I worked for a telecommunications company at the time. It was called Centel. It was, um, afterwards, it was bought by MCI. And they paid for education. So I thought, okay, I 
live in an area that has several good business schools. So for two and a half years, I was going to business school at night. At that time, my location for my job had moved to Oak Park, I believe. And so I was going downtown, mostly to the downtown campus, and my life was consisting of hour and a half to two hours of commuting on the Eisenhower when it was under construction. and Which is always, it's always under construction, even now. (laughs) Working all day, going to school at night, watching people on their sailboats as I had an armful of books, and I thought it would never end. And then when the company did not really know that I was going to business school and hired an MBA over me, I thought, I'm done. And I had just started getting into triathlons and had met some people, of which I started learning how to bike, run, and ski, in addition to trying to go to school at night and work during the day. So I just figured I would quit it all. This other person was quitting as well. And it turned out I had two partners, and we bought into two bike stores, one in Crystal Lake, Illinois, and one in um, called Mission Bay in uh, Elgin, Illinois. So that was, it was just like, I am just randomly going to do something different. And I, they, my um, MBA was my fallback, and I felt it was time to have a little bit more fun. So at age 24, I finished it. I basically finished my corporate jump and um, ended up in a bike store. And I didn't even know what a free will was, which is one of the little contraptions on the back of your rear wheel that help you shift. So I had a lot to learn. And um, at that time, I'm not quite sure it's as easy to go into your own business now, but at that time, um, I was free with a lot of time, didn't have kids, didn't have any more schooling I had to do at night, and everything seemed to be a lot easier than what I was doing. So that started me off in my own business, and I jumped headlong into triathlons, and I figured out this was a way in order I could race and still be responsible instead of just being like a ski bum or somewhere. <laughs> and um, then I ran, you know, we worked at two locations. Eventually, of course, partnerships never last. So we split partnerships and I just ended up with a store in Crystal Lake with one of my friends. And I got involved in skiing and as well and cross-country skiing changed basically my life so i started ski racing and that's when there's still snow in crystal lake so i learned on the side of 176 um, as you head into i guess a little bit out west there i start forgetting the names and i learned how to ski on the side of the road and i got involved in skiing and i started selling skis at our store crystal lake ski and bike and i end up this is really fast um, speeding through my life. I ended up marrying our ski rep who was from Minnesota. And he felt the need through the stores he saw that there was not a store that was comprehensively carrying a lot of product. And at that time, there was no internet, so there was still a lot of value to carrying a lot of product. And so I ended up leaving this location here and we started Gear West in 1991 from scratch. So that's the fast forward of it. I wow. And ski racing a lot and went to the Olympic trials and tried to 
build my life around ski racing and starting the store. That's and incredible. <laughs> That's an incredible yeah. story. That's a fast story. Yeah, I would imagine there's a lot of other details in between there, but um, some of the things that I heard that I would like to revisit, I guess, was, so you had the corporate job, you were younger, you were going to school, you felt like you were just in this constant rat race or, uh, yeah, just you were just in a lifestyle that you didn't really see an end to and so you made the jump and you made a jump not knowing a lot about the business side of running a bike shop um i would I, imagine I write anything small everything in the corporate world was really big and the people that uh, I mean, the classes I took really weren't entrepreneur classes. If they, they were, um, I mean, they taught you the fundamentals of business, but really, I think where you learn is from podcasts. I mean, the podcasts around out now are invaluable. I mean, you got to pick and choose through them, but um, yeah. they, you can almost get a entrepreneurial education through carefully picking those who have had experience in it. And there is, I was just at 25, I was yearning to learn from somebody and um, really couldn't find anything that was affordable for a small business person. Yeah, no. And that's why people nowadays have such an advantage. And I don't think we'll necessarily go down the avenue of school systems and how they're broken now. <laughs> Um, and such, but that's such great insight for any younger entrepreneur who's looking to get started. You know what? Jan just did it. <laughs> she didn't know anything. She didn't plan. I mean, she probably planned some, but it wasn't like there was this extensive research and spreadsheets. It was, hey, this opportunity came about and she jumped on it and she made it work. Um, uh, what would you say was your biggest learning curve when you were starting out the business with those bike shops? Well, there was so many learning curves. <laughs> There's still learning curves. I would say there are probably less learning curves when I first started out the business because all I wanted to do was just pay the bills. And I didn't really have, I was mixing it so much with my racing that, um, if I if I made it work with a partner, or we got some business. I the lofty goals were um, just something I didn't really think about. But in general, it's taking care of the customer. I mean, talk about a micro. Well, talk about a, a Chicago legend um, in the Tribune, the reporter business, Mike Royko. I don't know if you mm -hmm. would know, but I remember he said, "Give me a Greek restaurant any day," and it was about his experience because of course there's greek restaurants right next to my store in crystal lake and they're always on you they're always giving you hot coffee they're always serving you and they're taking care of you and he was at some fancy morning breakfast place in chicago and his coffee was cold and he couldn't get any good service and he was looking over to the side and there was like two nba types 
sitting with each other, pouring over numbers and oblivious to their customers. And I always paid attention to that because your customers are your lifeblood. And you're now it's said in many different ways, but you got to take care of your customer. And then all the other pieces can eventually fall into place. Maybe you should attend to them a little bit earlier, like um, any sort of, uh, uh, I mean, uh, just systems that eventually a company needs to have in order to grow. And But you can have all the systems in the world. You've got to have happy customers and you have to have a reason for them to shop. That's so insightful. And I hope that people that are listening really paid attention there is you can have the best business plans, you can have the best spreadsheets and systems, but if people are not gravitating towards your service, then you're going to be out of business very quickly. And so I had, Jan, a, I had a customer who came to me and he said, how did you get in the business with you? We added, added running shoes. And he said, you know, I want to go in this business, but I can't get Nike. Therefore, I don't, I don't think I can open the store. And I said, wow, if your whole business is dependent on Nike, which in about five years from that point actually pulled out of all small businesses where, who are not spending over a couple million with them, you know, your, your plan is doomed to fail. So again, yes, it's about the overall service and what you're trying to add, what kind of value you're trying to add to your customer versus just whether you have the Nike line or the Trek bike line um, or, you know, you're trying to make a certain margin before you even have built the business. Yeah, no, that's, I think something that people overlook a lot of times when they're creating or trying to start a business and, um, that's one thing that I know somebody that we look up to in terms of the way they run their business, which is Andy Frisella. And he always talks about the client experience and making sure you are working to satisfy the client first and foremost. And to hear that that's been your priority over all of these years um, is just a great um reaffirmation of what's important when you're trying to run and start a business. And people always make these excuses. Oh, well, I didn't get this or I didn't get that line or this or that. But again, it's all about the client and their experience and how you can help them. It's not about you, but what the client experiences and how you're helping them achieve their goal and inevitably you will achieve yours. So amazing advice on that one. Now, if you were to start it over, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, the climate's so different now. I mean, when I started, there was no internet. There, uh, there was uh, no cell phones. So what would I do now? Wow. Um, I would do so many things differently. I probably wouldn't build a business that was so dependent on the individuals, which um, was me and at one time my husband before he had some serious health problems. So um, it's a whole new world. I Again, you have to decide on who your client is. And I really do like Andy Forcello's push into the value added you always have to add more value to what you provide than just a 
transactional experience, which is can always win out if you compare yourself to uh, anything, most things on the internet, direct sales from the a manufacturer to the individual or from through Amazon. There's not a lot of experience. There's not a lot of information. And the big goal for anybody in a small business is how do we make ourselves valuable? And not only through providing experience information and expertise, but then making ourselves valuable enough that that customer will still shop from us instead of take that information and run off with it and buy it somewhere else. I mean, that will always happen. And we certainly can't scold people. Uh, we can't force people to to the loyalty. You have to build that loyalty and it's uh, constant work. Yeah. 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 Uh, like you mentioned, it is an ever-changing landscape, um, especially from the time that you started the business till now, the drastic amount of change in terms of different ways at which you can sell and such. And yet you've stood the test of time and were able to continually grow your business. Um, I know you were talking about the client experience and providing value, um, but what else did you do to get the word out there or um, make people aware of the business that you were starting or running? Well, we did it through events, um, hard work events, nose on the ground, putting on races, uh, taking care of people's skis and showing them how our service could add value to their races. Um nose to the ground, flyers, um, inserts in people's newspaper slots, anything we could think of that didn't cost too much. All organic. Yeah, that sweat equity versus the check equity. And uh, that's the other thing I feel like people nowadays struggle with is they want it fast, they want it quick, but they don't want to put in the work. And as Jan keeps mentioning, there is no secret sauce. It is hard work and effort along with passion and providing that value and great client experience. Because again, we are not the stars of the show. It is the client show that we are trying to help or improve. And that's what they've been able to do at Gear West. And you can visit their online store at gearwest.com where they have a plethora of options for you in all of these different um, sports like cross-country skis or Nordic skis, running, biking, and they are a wealth of knowledge as well. So please check out their site. If you are in Minnesota, please go visit their store and say hi and uh, really see how much value Jan and her team can add in terms of just knowledge and helping you improve in your outdoor activities. So I know we've talked a lot about business to kind of start, um, but I know you're also a very accomplished athlete. Um, and one of your passions has been just getting more women involved in sports and in particular sports that you have been participating in. Can you share a little bit about some of those endeavors 
that you have been working on to get more females into sports? Well, like anything, I'm, I'm in a man's world. Um, I was a woman's store owner when most of these stores have been run by men. So you have to have a fairly indestructible personality or attitude because you could be just trampled on, I would say, or overlooked. And I have, everybody's been incredibly respectful over the times, but I felt I had to earn that respect in one way, which was easy for me, was through um, being a good athlete. And um, at least then people knew what I was talking about. And I found at the time I didn't have a lot of women peers to look up at uh, in terms of this kind of business. And I was also juggling raising two boys at the time and, you know, trying to uh, keep myself fit. And I didn't want to let family or career or health go. So it was, it's a constant juggle. And I don't, nobody like juggling anything in life. It's not always even every day or every week. You have to look at your almost a year in review and say, okay, I sort of managed to do this, this, and this, and managed to somehow raise some couple of healthy kids and they're still going to school, but I'm involved in their life. Yeah, I have chosen at least a profession in which I have and could run out if I if they needed and had any problems versus being a woman uh, in a law firm where I had no ability to adjust to my kids' schedules. And I um, pushed myself to wake up early or stay up later and work out. And so doing so, I really wanted to reach out to other women who thought maybe they couldn't, but had a desire. And I also try to give people a little push because just wanting to do something like anything doesn't get you there. It, you've got, you've got to have, you got to work at it and you're not going to be, people say, oh, Jan, it must be easy for you to get up and do this stuff, but I can't do it. Well, yeah, I don't have time. Well, yeah, you do if you want it bad enough. Um, I spoke to a group of women who were saying, oh gosh, to go out and ski, you have to put in all these layers of clothing. And I looked at them, I said, well, if I'm looking at you to go out in your day at work you have nylons on, you have foundation on, you have curled your eyelashes, you painted your nails. It's all a matter of choice. And some things have to go to get others. And if you really want it, you can get it. And so I think what I've tried to do is make it easier on or helpful for those who do really want it and to provide activities and groups and clinics where we can help women who are eager to learn but don't have the confidence to learn from their husband or from other men or from a mixed activity. And doing that has been super fun because I know what women like. They like conversation. They like support. They like chocolate. They like wine. And if you put it all together with some good instruction and a little bit of humbleness, it's a blast because, you know, we're only good in our narrow little areas. So what I'm good at, I'm very good at some things and as poorly educated in other things as um as other people are good in it so you just yeah. there's a humbleness that comes with running your business 
And if you can meet people where they're at and help them if they want to put in the energy, it's really great. And then, um, so that's amazing. And you are very right about women and how they are different than men. And so I've been trying to get my wife into playing tennis, which is a passion of mine. But now I've just gotten a couple of lessons on how not to do it, which is pretty much everything that I've been doing in terms of just giving instruction and not conversing with her and uh, and things like that. So I appreciate that lesson, but uh, I also appreciate all of the efforts that you're doing to try and make that difference because you're right. Um, it is sometimes, especially in the business world, it can feel like it's more male um, driven or dominated. And so you empowering other women to have that strength and see that they can do these things too, um, really sheds a light and gives hope and opportunity for other women or girls that are coming up like my two daughters. And so I'm excited for them to, to hear this as well. Um, so what other, um, events do you still train for? I mean, do you still compete or is it mostly educational and training and then recreational for yourself? Well, I love to stay active. Um, we all, I think in, in our life, we have to figure out the wellspring of where we get energy from. And for me, it's being outdoors in nature and finding, um, I always, I like to talk about a life of contrast when you, if you work real hard, it's fun to play real hard. I think if I only had to play, and many of my friends now, I mean, I'm 64, so many of my friends are retiring, and I'm still in the mode that I think I get more value out of my free time. When it's contra contrasted with working real hard and creating something. And with, um, I love the ski, I love the cold, I love the brilliance of snow and um, the um, trails. And then I, you know, the enjoyment of warmth coming in and hot chocolate and good food and same with triathlons and we're, we're still a triathlon store and we're also an alpine store. So, you know, we're not just cross country ski. And so there's backcountry skiing that I would love to do. So as long as I, my life gets um, energized by contrast and I will always be involved in athletics as long as I can. And uh, I'm exploring as anybody is when they enter their 60s, let alone maybe 50s, the humility of um, uh, watching your body only um, be able to reduce and do so much. And you know, like everybody else in life, it's a learning experience. And like running your own business, everything keeps you humble. And I think you learn to enjoy just the essence of um, of being strong and being healthy. And, you know, we could dive into so much about what health does for uh, our viewpoint on how we navigate uh, this world of vaccines and anything else that, that um, challenges us and all the millions of um, the, the big push for pharmaceuticals and everything that seems to go wrong with those over 60, you just need to have a good balance in life, find the reason to enjoy life, get the energy out of your work, uh, be move, 
in whatever capacity that means to you and eat good food. And that will, I think, make your last third of your life uh, way better. I mean, a lot of it, some of it's due to luck, but you can certainly try to influence what you can. And so I'm finding, you know, I'm learning to navigate the last third of my life. Uh, the first third was schooling. The second uh -huh. third was trying to figure out how to enjoy your life with the schooling. And now it's looking back and saying, okay, boys grew up in the retail world. They spent most of their high school life avoiding anything that looked like likely. Um, but now, yeah, now they, they realize that football didn't take them as far. And, you know, they, they have picked up some, I think, good um, examples from us. And it's, uh, you know, it's a it's a challenge all the way through but is it fun do i enjoy it when i have some i had a customer came in last year and he was sort of an anal kind of guy and he had about six inches of receipts everyone he saved for when he bought product here for him his wife and his two kids he said jan you all influenced my life my girls are you know teaching skiing or they're continuing with skiing and our family have gone on ski trips and you know, those types of touches, for me, make it all worthwhile. I've met so many different people. Um, I've enjoyed the constant challenge of work. It's not a, mo a Monday through Friday kind of thing. Um, I'm constantly being trying to figure out new ways to adjust the business. And um, it, I think it keeps me young. Yeah, no, you look amazing. Uh, most people are going to be listening to this on the podcast, but um, Jan looks amazing. She, You can definitely tell she very much cares about her health and her well-being and her fitness. And that is just so important. When I do these interviews with high achievers, um, it's a common theme of moving your body staying active, really being aware, um, as opposed to paying for it later on, you're being preemptive in your health by exercising, moving your body, eating right, so that you don't have to take all of these drugs to make you feel better or you know, deal with all of these aches and pains. I mean, no matter what, we are going to deal with those things, but to try and minimize those by being proactive and being active was such a great lesson that you were sharing there. The other big takeaway I just got was being humble in the experience that you never figure it out, that you're on this journey and to have that perspective of just enjoying being on the journey and figuring new things out and constantly learning and growing. And so that was incredibly insightful as well, Jan. And then also you sharing about just having seasons of your life, whether it's the first third, second third, final third, whatever it is, or you know, being a young parent or a new entrepreneur or an established entrepreneur. You never have it figured out because things are always changing and evolving. But to have that humility throughout the process to know, even if I'm doing well, there's probably somebody that still knows more than I do. 
or there's somebody that know, even though I might know more than this other person in this thing, they're probably better than me at something else. To constantly have that perspective, uh, I feel like will only help not only in business, but in life in general. So thank you for sharing all of that. Um, what do you think like uh, moving forward are going to be some of the challenges that you guys have to continually grow um, the business with Gear West? Oh, I have some major challenges. Um, I would say contrasted to 15 years ago when retailers would get together and say, oh my gosh, Amazon is selling this item 20% below cost. I mean, that's nothing anymore. It's really about the uh, manufacturers that have increased their direct-to-consumer sales portals. Um, you take uh, Solomon that sells Alpine and Nordic skis, and they want to be what they call a 365 company that sells clothing, running shoes, um, skis to consumers. And although they can't add the expert advice and haven't figured out to sell how to sell their highest end products, they are, they sell to us and they are a direct competitor to us. I mean, they're owned by Amher Sports, which is a Chinese company and massive, and they've put all their effort into building amazing websites, collecting email addresses from lots of um, events in every one of their sports they're at, and it's a full-blown push. And we have to compete against that, and it's uh, it's a tough, I haven't figured it out. You know, we'll always reach, always reach a small niche, but the younger generation, um, I have to figure out how to reach them through social media, how to do social media better in a way that you just don't squander money, but you actually invite a, um, you know, a different generation of people that maybe don't have such loyalty. They'll learn from us and they'll buy elsewhere. And yeah. too bad if, too bad if, you know, you know they don't have yeah. that direct understanding that we may lose what this, the smallest businesses we have. Um, it's um, the cost of running the business, the cost of oil, the cost of shipping. It's massive. Um, so, and it, it's a, it's a challenge. We have to figure out how to operate with lower margins, how to provide service, how to stay relevant, how to modernize what we do. And um, you know, any business now that doesn't have a website is doomed. I, I think yeah. you just sell chocolate in a, in a tourist area. You know, so that wasn't the case 20 years ago, as sure as now. And I think in the future, if you're not strong in other areas, you're, you know, it'll be a challenge. So it's, it's constant. It's a constant struggle. Yeah, no. And so the, but being aware of it, being proactive and constantly trying to learn new skills and new business tactics is so vital in today's environment, especially for smaller businesses. And that's why I feel like it's so important for us to highlight these businesses like yours, which is not a small business necessarily, but compared to these massive companies, um, it is a smaller business, but 
we want to make sure that we are highlighting these businesses so that people can support because that is the lifeline of this country and just so important to the fabric of what made this country great is supporting small businesses and these businesses providing jobs in the community and building a sense of camaraderie and loyalty and just growing together. Um, like you shared that story of that family that came in that you made such an impact for. It's like these types of things can't happen unless we continually support businesses that are out there that are run by great business people like Jan. So again, please check out their website, gearwest.com. It is incredible amount of information as well as the best supplies and products that you can find out there. And you can always reach out to Jan and her team as well to find out what's going to be the best fit for you because she has so much knowledge from her experience doing all of these sports and activities. And she wants to share that for you so that you don't have to figure it out by paying all this money and trying them all out, but use her knowledge and her expertise to get the best product for you. And you're also supporting the business as well. So I can't stress that enough. Gearwest.com, or if you're in Minnesota, go check out their store and say hi to Jan. Uh, I know we're getting late on the time here, Jan. Uh, it's been so great just talking and hearing about your story and how you've grown this business over all of these years, as well as dealing with all of the constant challenges. Uh, what are um, some other things that maybe people have a misunderstanding about, whether it's equipment or your business? Like, What are things that people maybe come into the store and just don't know that would be helpful for them to know? if they're looking to get into outdoor sporting activities? Well, I think anybody that knows their salt will be able to curate and provide really solid information to whatever interest or problem one is trying to solve. So to come in with questions and, um, and you can get hands-on experience answers as to why you might want to choose one product over another. I know if I go into a um, electronic store, I just don't have, I get nervous. I get frightened because I, I don't know what to buy. I know I want something that helps me and tries to allow me to attain my goal, but I don't even have confidence I'll know how to use it. And if you, I'm sure that that's how I look at it when people come into my store or our store here and we, you guys are the lifeblood of us and we can, you know, really allow us to do our thing and to help you out. And you'll see what um, small businesses can do um, in areas that they're passionate or knowledgeable about. So I, I think um, that's an ongoing informational type of thing. I think the whole younger generation doesn't even understand that. Um, and I tell you, it's not like we can just return all our product. So it's not as yeah. one thinks. There yeah. is a margin to be had. Nobody 
probably gets as rich as people think off their passions. <laughs> we own our inventory. We're not yeah. exporting goods. Uh, we have a very unusual mix from um, and product that is not mass merchandised. And so just respect us. Don't wear it four or five times and come back and return it. Uh, yeah. You know, respect, treat us the way we should treat you. And I think it's a really cool operation when people understand that. I totally agree and support that wholeheartedly. Again, um, these are people that are genuinely passionate about um, the business that they're running. So they have wealth of knowledge. So please, when you go in, have a goal in mind and ask the questions. And if they're not willing to answer it, then find a business like Jan's at Gear West that will answer those questions. And you see even from the way that Jan has been so honest and helpful with her knowledge and her information that her and her team are not going to just sell you on a product, but they literally want you to obtain that goal that you're looking to achieve, whether it is to compete at a high level or just learn how to um, act, participate in the activity and Whatever spectrum, wherever you are on that spectrum, Jan and her team are willing to give you the best advice possible for that. So gearwest.com, make sure you check it out. And remember, these are people that are running a business and they want to be an asset to you. So please return that favor, support the small businesses like Jan's, but also in your neighborhood, in your community, so that we can make just the communities great again, that we're not just supporting these huge conglomerates that um, you can't ever ask a question, you can't ever talk to somebody, you can't get the advice and expertise that you need to really get better at these things. So most importantly, most small businesses invest in the activities they sell. So if you love running, support your local running stores because most likely they have given money or services or advertising or marketing to their local runs. If you support triathlons, support the small businesses instead of ordering direct from, you know, from a supplier that doesn't put money back into it. It, it really is. We put money back. I don't know where Amazon puts their money back. But that's the first thing I start looking at now when people ask me to donate. And I must get five to seven donation requests per week almost. Sure. And it's amazing. Yes, I will help you out if I see some support with me because you can better believe you're not getting that from um, some of the larger corporations. So it is a trade-off. You want it is. Yeah. got to support those who pay the money to get them going. Exactly. And again, if you don't support these small businesses, these huge conglomerates are not going to be investing in the local uh, races or activities that you can then join to feel like you're getting better or you're meeting other people that have that similar passion. If you're not supporting the businesses that support these events, those events are going to disappear as well and you're going to be in it alone. So 
it all works together like that. And uh, again, Jan, I really appreciate the honesty as well as just the wealth of knowledge that you've shared with us today. I know I have a lot of questions in regards to equipment and gear. So I'm going to reach out to Jan myself and really try to find out what's going to be best for me and my family as we explore other options. And we love, or I love to ski. And so, and I want to get the family into it. And so Jan is going to be the person that I reach out to. And I really implore you guys as well, reach out to Jan and her team, visit the website gearwest.com or just support other local small businesses in your community. Because again, like Jan said, those are the lifeblood of the events, activities that you are also passionate about. Those are the ones that are supporting, sponsoring those types of events. So really um, support those local businesses and especially go and check out Gear West. They carry the best equipment out there and they are a wealth of knowledge. So um, Jan, other than the website, is there any other ways that they can reach out to you or connect with Directly, Jan at GearWest.com. Jan at GearWest.com. We will have that in the show notes below as well. So shoot her a message, tell her you appreciated her being on the show, and share the episode or share the link with anyone who's looking for cross-country skis, running shoes, bikes, uh, Nordic skis, apparel, anything. And if she doesn't have it. I'm sure she can um, refer you to somebody that's going to be able to help you out with whatever you're looking for. So use her and her team as a resource, but also remember to pay it forward and support them by buying from small businesses and supporting that synergy so that we can continually grow our communities. So Jan, thank you so much for the time today. Thank you for being a guest, and I really appreciated the conversation. I hope you as listeners and viewers really got a lot of value out of that. Jan shared about following your passions, really diving in, um, especially when you're younger. You have these flexibilities in life. You get one shot at it. So really be responsible to a certain extent, but follow your passions. Do what really gives you life and invigorates you, um, but be smart about it, be humble about it, and really come from an aspect of service and education and providing value to the clients. So, so much value in this episode. We hope you guys appreciated it. Please like, comment, so we know that you're getting value from these episodes. And, uh, will hopefully bring on more amazing guests like Jan moving forward. So for Jan, I'm your host, Young Lee. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the Chicago Business Review. Thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. I truly respect your time, so I hope this was valuable to you. And if you're a new listener, then thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes on our Facebook group, Chicago Business Review. Just go to Facebook and search Chicago Business Review 
so that you can find out all the latest info on future podcasts, get all the show notes, and network with other highly successful and driven entrepreneurs and professionals in Chicago. Also, be sure to contact me while you're over there and share any feedback, questions, or guest recommendations you have as well. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.